0: Hello, sunshine. We're so glad that you're with us. On today's show, we'll be discussing anger. We're going to define what it is and give you some helpful tips along the way. So whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome. I'm Tamara, and this is Quality Tam. Don't know about you, but I know it's true. We are all- Have you ever been angry? I feel like that's a silly question. If you're anything like me, the answer is going to be yes, of course, I have been. I feel like handling anger in a really healthy way should be somewhat of a life skill that we develop over time because anger comes up all the time. I was studying anger this past week and I was blown away at some of the things that I found. One of the things that I found is that Christian counselors reported that 50% of people report having problems with anger. That's half. Like, that's a big number, you know? So I asked myself, am I angry? What am I angry at? Is there anything inside of me that's kind of boiling? I even even prayed about it too. I was like, God, would you help me? Show me if there's anything that I need to kind of talk out a little bit, and so I wanna ask you that too. Are you angry? And if you say no, I would ask you to also pray about that and say, God, is there anything inside of me that maybe you wanna bring up? Don't run from it, it's not worth it. Um, A little story I'll tell you for my experience of being angry, I remember, um, I remember a time that I will just, ooh, it gets my blood, I'm just boiling right now as I think about this, so I had this instance happen where I had a coworker one time try and um, get me fired. It was, wow, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And I (laughs) remember thinking, for them, it was a lot of work for them. I remember thinking to myself, is this really happening? Like, is this really taking place? I was furious. Um, I found out about some stuff, and it happened a couple times from different people in my life, not trying to get me fired, but, you know, stuff that would come up where people would just lie, blatant lies about my character. And that is, if you know me, one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is to lie, don't do it. Um, For me it was tough because it was crushing my character and they were attacking me and I was so bothered by this because it's like I'm the exact opposite of all of this. The exact opposite. I hope that I am at least, I hope that I am. And, and so I was doing my best to live one life and these people were sharing that I wasn't doing that. And so that was really tough for me, okay? So it got a lot of anger rising up in me. And it was tough, it was tough because I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. I felt like everybody that I was talking to, I'm like, did you listen to so-and-so and are you gossiping about me too? And I was starting to get all of this stuff inside. And I was burying it. And I wasn't telling anybody because I felt like I couldn't trust anyone. I felt like there's people talking about me or people saying these things or believing this person and it was all a big fat lie and I couldn't stand it. And I found myself getting really, really angry. Um, One of the things that I was just, oof, not a fan of was um, this one time there was a guy who had had spread these rumors about me Um, wanting the stage, wanting some limelight, wanting some extra limelight here and there. And um, again, if you know me, I hope that you will always know that that is the last thing on my list, if not off of my list. Um, It's not on the list. And so that really, and I feel like they knew, like they knew it was gonna get me deep, right? And there's people in your life, like they know, (laughs) they know those things. Like if we say this, they're really gonna get mad, or this is really gonna get them good. And so I felt like that was one of those instances where, where they knew, they knew that I was like, no, I've never asked for that. I don't want any of that. This is like obedience, it's a calling. I hate competition, I'm just not into it. But I was angry, really angry. And it hurt me, I think more than anything. Um, But then I saw, I saw the most amazing thing happen. I watched God step in for me like you would not believe, like completely covered me in every way, shape, and form, something that I thought would never be resolved. And it was. And he shut the mouths of the lions. For those of you who don't know what that means, if you don't uh, read the Bible or don't really know much about the Bible, there's a story of Daniel. And he gets thrown into this lion's den I won't go into the whole story. Long story short, he's doing what God called him to do, gets in trouble for it. They chuck him into this den. They're hoping that he dies and gets eaten alive. And God literally shuts the mouths of the lions. And that experience happened to me, where I watched God shut those mouths, and I watched God step in on my behalf, and it really, really blew my mind. And it made me see life a little bit differently. It also made me come to him a little bit quicker (laughs) than to store this anger for so long inside of me and to keep it all harbored on the inside. And it really helped me. It showed me that God really does love me, that he really does see everything. But it also made me think about a couple of the times in my life that, many other times in my life, that I've experienced these things through um, relationships maybe that were unhealthy. Um, there were some ungodly relationships that I was in. And a lot of these things sometimes were were self-induced pain, some of those relationships, bad choices that I, I made and I stayed in those. Um, but God brought me out of it. Friendships that kind of went crazy. I sort of lost friends through mistrust and through just really terrible situations things that made me angry and i'm i'm telling you there was one thing besides the fact that i had some of the most amazing people come come with me in my life and and to do life with me um if i can use that phrase i hope it's not overused but it was really helpful because when they when they were with me in this they reminded me of humility they reminded me that god sees me they reminded me of some pain and hurts that might be stemming from somewhere else in my life that might be coming up as well. Some wounds, old wounds that might be drumming up. Someone else who helped me a ton, who I've never met, but I'm going to give a shout out to her. She is not endorsing this at all. I wish that she was on this show. If you can hear me, June Hunt, I am talking to you. I want to say thank you. June Hunt is a wonderful author, Um, so I think. This is my personal opinion. If you disagree, that's fine. Um, She wrote this little tiny book and it was called Anger. So I have it today and I think I'd like to kind of sort of reference some things through it. I think it'd be a good idea because I want to share with you my journey and how I walked through that and the things that she showed me in this little tiny book that I absolutely love. So it's gonna be a mix between like June and Tam today. Um, but June, if you're listening, I'm kind of a fan. I just wanna throw it out there. If anyone knows June Hunt, can you please have her call me? Because I would love to have her on this show and I would just, I would just die. Can you tell my goofy smile? Like I'm just, it's you're so great. Hey, thanks. Thanks for all that. Okay. Um June Hunt. So in her book, she kind of references quite a bit of anger. She defines some things and it's very, very helpful. I'm telling you, when I was reading this like forever ago, this literally was something that was such a big deal for me. I was, it was, it was like, it was like my whole life was being poured out in this book. And I'm just like, you see me, you know me, you hear me. Like, this is crazy. Which just goes to show that when you ask God to help you with things, he gives you the help that you need and he walks you through it. Um, So, so don't underestimate that. Okay. So one of the things that she says is she talks about pressed down anger and how it's really dangerous, kind of like a pressure cooker. So the old school pressure cooker is not the Instant Pot. I don't know if the Instant Pot does this or not. I love mine, um, also not an endorsement. Um, but the pressure, old school pressure cookers, they used to um, explode. You leave them in there too long, you don't let, let, let it release and it just blows up. So that's no good. Kind of what our anger does when we suppress it, when we push it down and we don't acknowledge it. It's like very scary, okay? So failure to confront and resolve angry feelings can result in self-pity, self-contempt, self-doubt, and it can ruin the relationships around us, which is never good. Um, when I was going through this thing, I remember reading in this book, and she had put down 1 Peter 3.10, um, and I loved it because it really convicted my heart. It says, whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. And so I was looking at that, and I'm like, I I can't love life and see good days if I don't keep my tongue from evil and my lips from deceitful speech. Because what I wanted to do was talk bad about all those people who were ruining my life, making my job miserable, making my friendships miserable, um, giving people bad views of who I was. I didn't do anything. You know, it's like I was so angry. What I wanted to do was speak evil, was be mean. Be mean back, that's the right thing to do. But then I'm reading this verse and I'm like totally convicted, and what I really want to do is, I want to love life. I want to. Like, I, I, I want to have good days. So then I must keep my tongue from evil and my lips from deceitful speech. And it really, it really convicted me. Um, so today, I want to talk about different types of anger. I want to define them in the way that June defines them as well. It kind of um, just sort of blocked it out a bit for time-wise. But um, so the first one that we're going to talk about, simmering. Simmering anger, this is a kind that pro- is provoked by something appearing to be unjust or unkind and often perceived as justified. So it simmers, it kind of stays. And, and some of us have this simmering anger from the past. So it's still in there. There's things that happened in the past, it's still there. We're justified for it, right? Because I'm, I'm okay to have it because it was I was absolutely wronged. There's that, there's also burning. Burning anger, which is accompanied by the desire to avenge. Um, when wrath moves from inside to outside expression of anger. So now it comes on the outside. And today's day and age, I'd say this happens a lot in social media. Um, You just kind of put people on blast. You know, you just kind of go for it and you just, you just, you just kind of start talking bad about people and tagging them and tagging friends and, or secretly doing it, right? The online bullying just, it's just, it's so much. There's so much that happens with that behind the scenes stuff with that when, when the anger now is expressed outside okay there's fiery anger fury also known as fury so fierce that it destroys common sense and the word fury suggests a powerful force compelled to harm or destroy i love that proverbs 27:4 says anger is cruel and fury overwhelming so the bible literally already says this okay so things that we can pay attention to we're reading blazing anger Uh, resulting in loss of self-control, often to the extreme of violence and temporary insanity. I used to work in some jails and prisons. Well, I volunteered there. It was five hours a day for five days a week. And it was a lot of time. It was a ton of time. So I got to hang out with my girls uh, quite a bit in different, different places. And my girls that were in for, I call them my lifers, um, they were very open about not so much telling me what they did, but they were open about saying like, when I did what I did, I just allowed my anger to get to a different place. And then I knew what I was doing and I went through with it because I sort of lost, an, I sort of lost my sanity for a bit, just for a second or just for a week or maybe for a month or that one year, I let those thoughts just keep going and stewing on these things and it changed me. It did something to me and then I went overboard. So they took it to the next step. Anger can can be a, a light little singe, or it can severely scorch us. So it's something to keep in mind. Uh, controlled irritations, right? It's on one end, con- these controlled, I'm irritated, but they're controlled. It can lead to uncontrolled eruptions. So it's like the, from this side to this side. So we wanna be really careful with what we're doing here. And so I, I wanna ask you, are you angry? I ask you again, are you angry? Um, and this matters because we're going to talk about some misuses of anger. So the Bible talks about being angry but not sinning. Okay, Remember that being angry is not a sin within itself, but how we respond to that anger is what decides whether it's a sin or not a sin. And so some misuses of anger. This might be you today, and I want to just throw this out there so we can identify and not live in denial of what we might be going through. Okay, So one of them is the press down, the one that where you press it down. That I was doing. I was burying it and burying it because I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know how to deal with it. It was so hard for me. There's the pressed down anger. Um, you can bury it, but remember, nothing's hidden from God. So you can bury it, but only for so long. There's provoked, which is short fuse, impatient, instantly irritated. The testy guy, right? He's like the, the woman who's just like, oh, she's kind of testy. You know, like I don't want to like mess with that. Um and you when you're testy, when you're irritated, watch out for that sarcasm, okay? Because I know. I mean, I have a friend who's told me, just kidding, I'll admit with you, it's me. I'm the person that can, whenever I get testy, I can get sarcastic and that's not okay because it can be very hurtful. And sometimes we use sarcasm to a point where we think it's funny, but it's actually breaking the spirit of the person behind that joke. And we have to be really careful because we think it feels good, but it, it, it actually doesn't. It doesn't feel good at, at, when it's all said and done or you say, yeah, no, it really does. But then when you're convicted later or it takes time, time passes, you start to think about that. Is breaking someone's spirit really worth it? What was the point of that? What was the goal? Um, I love what God's word says about that. Ecclesiastes 7, 9, do not be quickly provoked in your spirit for anger resides in the lap of fools. I don't want that. I don't want that. Lord, help me. Lastly, profuse anger, which is violent or abuse towards others, which also kind of lines up with a lot of the girls that I was working with in jails and prisons, uh, back and forth, those kinds of things where it turns into abuse, whether they were abused by it or they ended up abusing because of it. So so I just want to caution us, like because some of us are gonna say, no, that's not me. And then they're gonna say, that's all towards me. like, a, like. You know, I'm not doing any of this, but they're all doing it towards me. And then there's the, the flip side, which is someone's listening and they're like, that's totally me. Like I'm one, that is completely me. And, and so whoever you are, I want to caution all of us. I, I just wanna be really careful that we're not misplacing our anger, that we're, that we're not being bullies, that we're not, um, we're not becoming the things that we hate what started the cycle of all of this. I wanna be really careful that we're not doing that because it's, it's very important that we watch ourselves. And I caution all of us. I, I caution all of us. There's, there's people who are so angry they hide it and then it comes out in different ways. You got the people who, who kick doors down and punch walls and um, go get drunk because they can't deal with it. They just can't. Um, you've got people who are, like, hurting, um, animals. Like, there was a story that I read about a guy who, like, was just abusing his, his animals. He had a cat. He was abusing his animal because he had so much anger towards his boss. So he's, like, imagining that, like, the cat is his boss. I don't know. But it's, like, this anger just coming out. Like, with that anger, he's not imagining the cat's his boss, but he's hoping, right, that his anger's getting out towards one thing because it's really against this guy, but he's just, like, focused in... On this animal, who didn't do anything. So whether you're an animal or a person, or it's a person closest to you that you are, you're hurting because you're you're starting to just project all these things out at them. You're starting to push it out towards them. It's very very hurtful. and It's damaging, and it's continuing the cycle. Um, in June's book, she talks about anger being like a flame in the candle. Remember, anger isn't bad within itself. It's not a sin. It's like a, a candle that was lit, and and there's the candle. But but misuse of anger. That's now, the, the, the candle has tipped over and it has set all of the furniture on fire. Okay, now we're in trouble. This is a problem. And this stuff comes out in the way that we drive, in the way that we uh, w- w- the way that we talk to people who, who cut us off. Remember, they can't hear you, okay? They can't hear you. You're yelling, you're yelling, you're yelling. Pay attention to what you're saying when someone cuts you off, when someone rear-ends you. Or someone gets too close to the to the back of your car. Pay pay attention to what you're saying. How mad that you do get because it's coming from somewhere. Okay, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that we have to address where in the world is this coming from. What am I really mad at? What what am I really upset about? You know, and and I I think it's very important because when we when we get this picture in our head of this furniture that's that's on fire. It shows us that the things that 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 we're going through are are just like they're so they're so small in comparison to what's what the big issue is. Okay? So so it feels like what's happening on the outside is really the big thing, but but really where it's coming from is the big thing. And usually those big things did start pretty tiny. Okay? So Something just to keep in mind. Psalm 4.4 says, in your anger, do not sin. Remember, the way that I express my anger is going to determine if I am sinning or not. So do we have any unresolved anger? Great question. I thought you'd never ask. I asked myself this question. I was like, am I mad at anyone? Do I need to forgive anybody? I think one guy came to mind that I was like still kind of like, oh, I don't like you though. Like I don't like you at all. I'm kind of mad that you did the things you did. And then I'm like, hold on, don't let it simmer. Don't let it simmer. It's not worth it. Watch God step in. Do we have any unresolved anger, prolonged anger? If we do, I really like um, how June puts this in her book. She talks about the physical symptoms that happen when we keep this stuff inside. Okay, so be really careful because I don't know if you knew this already, but anger will affect your physical body. Anger will affect your mental health. Anger affects quite a bit. Unresolved anger not only creates a rift between you and God, but also damages your body. It destroys your emotions and demoralizes your relationships. Whether you recognize it or not, extended anger can cause significant physical, emotional, and spiritual problems. So she gives a list. A uh, little scientific pool, we do some physical, emotional, and spiritual symptoms, okay? I also fact-checked this as well, because um, I looked at it and was like, what is this? But it, it goes underneath anger, which causes stress, which stress equals, okay, so this is what, what this is. So physical symptoms are blurred vision, dead serious, headaches, heart disease, high blood pressure, insomnia, intestinal disorders, overeating, and stomach disorders, Okay. Emotional symptoms, anxiety, fear, bitterness, insecurity, compulsions, phobias, depression, worry. Spiritual symptoms are loss of confidence, feeling insecure about your relationship with God and your ability to respond wisely to difficult situations. There's loss of energy, loss of faith, loss of identity, loss of perspective. You're allowing your emotions now to dictate what you're doing, what you're feeling. Um... um, or sorry, what you're thinking, Um, loss of perspective, loss of sensitivity, loss of vision, losing a sense of God's purpose for your life, what that really looks like, what what you're really doing in, in the grand scheme of things in regards to God's calling over your life. Have you let anger get in the way and now it's buried you so far behind that you're not really doing the will of God? You're now stuck in your own will because you will not forgive. You will not move on. I will not let that go. No, but I'm trying, but you don't know what happened to me. You're right. I don't know what happened to you. I don't. I don't have to know what happened to you, because God's Word addresses every single one of these things, and it doesn't mean that you're exempt from the rule, and it doesn't mean that I'm exempt from the rule, and it's hard. It doesn't feel good to be on the other side of that, where you were wronged, and it hurts so bad, where you've been wounded, You've been wounded so badly, it hurts too much, I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Do not let the enemy lie to you. That is not worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. It's not worth your family. It's not worth the secret life that you live because of it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. (sighs) I'm breathing. Hidden anger. Do we have any hidden anger? Hidden anger kind of brings up the childhood hurts that will directly affect my outbursts. So do I have any hidden anger that's going to directly affect my out, my outburst? Psalm 19, 12, forgive my hidden faults. God, forgive my hidden faults. Ask him, do I have anything that's hidden in there? Um, some things that might cause anger, just a few. When your heart is wounded, When your right is violated, your future is threatened, you're not feeling accepted, you don't feel like you're good enough. Um, There's all these things. Everybody struggles with anger to varying degrees. But remember, it's not a sin unless you respond in a sinful way. And so be careful. Watch your tongue. Watch what you're doing with all that. Um, There's righteous indignation, right, when anger is a, a good thing. Biblically, anger is God-driven energy intended to help us solve problems. So it's a, it's a, it can be a good thing. It can move us to the right thing, to a, a problem-solving thing. Anger has been said to be a warning flag, and it alerts us to those times when others have violated our boundaries. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you because I know this is not easy. This is not easy to to pretend like everything's okay. That's not what we're asking to do. OK, what's what's not easy is is actually accepting and identifying what in the world is going on. And I might need to get some help from my childhood wounds. I might need to get some help for the fact that I've been abusing my family. I need to watch my mouth because I need to be in the word of God more often. I'm not going to be lazy anymore. I'm going to make these changes one little bit at a time. And by the power of God, like he's who's going to give it to you. It's not you that can do it. It's not me. Believe me, there have been many times and I'm like, yeah, 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 I got this. I don't have this. I don't have it. (laughs) So if I'm not leaning in to what God has said that I can have, then I'm not going to do it. It's not going to work. So I encourage you today. um, This is a faith-based show. I talk about God. I talk about Jesus. And I hope that you understand that when I say these things, I believe these things from the bottom of my heart. I believe that God is in it. I believe it. And I believe that you can change and I believe that I can change and I have been able to walk through things that I never thought would be even possible to do. But God has been there. So I look at this life that I've surrendered to, surrendered to Jesus and I, and I see that I have this, um, I, I finally yielded my, my rights to him. So that means that I'm choosing not to be controlled by my anger and my human disappointments now belong to God so I'm going to choose to let him take care of it. It doesn't mean that I ignore my feelings. Um, It means that when I have feelings, I address them the way that God would have me address them which is with love, with a calm spirit. Take a break, the 10 second pause, does a million things, you know, with meekness. Pray. Ask him, ask him, give me the strength to do it different. I believe that you will. You're in control. I surrender my will to you. I surrender my will to you. Releasing my right. Um, Psalm 139, and and uh, June puts this in her in her book. She she puts a scripture in here. Um, and I love it. Because she says, you know, if you're, if you're feeling these feelings because you've been hurt, you've experienced injustice, you feel fearful, you feel frustrated, ask the Lord, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offense, offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. I, I encourage us to ask that, to, to pray that. To, to the lord and ask him and say is there anything in me that you need to clear out i need to take care of um because because this is really important really that he needs to take care of it's really surrendering it all because you might never hear i'm sorry you might never hear it and i don't say that lightly because there's a lot of i'm sorry's that i have never heard and i have waited for those sorry's for so long and there's times when you just have to accept, I might never hear that sorry. And this might never happen. But forgiveness is, can happen with one person. It doesn't have to happen with two. Restoration, that's two people, right? But a reconciliation. But, but forgiveness can be one person. And, and the freedom that we experience with that forgiveness changes how angry we get at things around us. The, the pain that we experience and the things that we go through, it's going to change the way you think. We, we're, we're talking about so many things on this show. We talked about intrapersonal communication, interpersonal communication. Um, there's, things that, there's things that we're going to talk about that require forgiveness, that if you want to have a great relationship with someone in life, there's going to be some changes that you're going to have to say, I surrender. I release this. I'm, I'm done living this way. Ask God about your childhood wounds. Ask him about not feeling good enough, the things that happened in your life that you're blaming yourself for. You're mad at your dad for leaving your mom, and now you're starting to act the same way. You don't have to. You're angry at the way that people treated you way, way, way back in the day. It doesn't make it right what they did, and when you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean that what they did was okay. It doesn't mean that. It means that you have freedom You have freedom to say, I let this go, and I know boundaries. If it's unhealthy and they're unsafe people, don't go back. Don't go back. Ask God to give you the strength and get good people around you who remind you to stay humble, who remind you that you're loved, who remind you that God has you. Give him access to your whole heart. (sighs) I love you so much and I think of you, and I pray for you, and I hope that you chime in. I hope that you share what God's doing in your life. I hope that you don't just share the bad stuff and the angry stuff that you have, but share what God's doing through that, and thank him for it. Thank you, God, that you're answering prayers. Thank you, God, that you're bringing me through this trial. Thank you, God, that I don't have to live this life anymore. Thank you, God, that the life I live right now, you're walking me through. Thank you that you're gonna provide. Thank you that you're almighty. Thank you that you're over it. Thank you that you know better than I do. You've always known better than me. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your love, thank you that I can trust you when I don't feel like I can trust anyone else. Thank you that you know me, that you love me, that you care, that you're here. You'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. You're not going anywhere. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you're thankful today. I hope you have a grateful heart. I'm sorry for what you've been through. And if you're dealing with anger, I encourage you to get some help for that. And hopefully today has given you a couple helpful tools to walk through it. Remember that God loves you. Stay humble. You're never too humble to be humble. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Tamara, and this is Quality Tam. This show is made possible in part by sponsors like Irresistibly Vintage, who actually made the Quality Tam desk. Their furniture collection can be found at Juxtapose Boutique in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can also find Irresistibly Vintage on Instagram or Facebook. Visit JuxtaposeBoutique.com. And if you or anyone you know would like to sponsor a show, visit QualityTam.com. Remember to like and subscribe and follow Quality Tam on Facebook and Instagram. Chill, bro! Where